Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and tight. you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. I know a lot of you have questions about this current recruiting class football-wise. That's why Richard's going to join us now. Richard, football first. Any update on portal guys that they've just started to pursue or that Arkansas fans should monitor? That's a good question because I'm going to tell you, things change so quickly with the portal. And NIL, you know, it is, uh, it's an absolutely mad, it's a madhouse example Okay, the the portal opened December the 5th. All the kids jumping in, and then kids still jumping in. Everybody's trying to get these kids, especially the ones, uh, and, and most of the guys that are, are that are getting into, in the portal have intentions to enroll in January. Well, you only have about two weeks to try to get kids on campus, and you're fighting against numerous other schools, and then you're fighting against the NIL situation. So right now, I, I, I got some names, but I, I, I'm not comfortable putting anything out just, just because I don't know if, if they're actually going to be able to make it to, 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 to Fayetteville. I mean, it's just crazy. It is just, it is just it's nothing I've ever seen uh, doing this. It is, there's so much uncertainty about being able to get a kid on campus that it's it's uh, it's uh, just a different era of uh, college football. Yeah, it makes your job a little harder than easier. So on the high school guys, on the high school commits, good question from Jacob in OKC. I think there's 23 of them right now. What percentage and kind of who are some of the notables you expect to be early enrollees on this commitment class? Well, a large, large number of them. Uh, Stephen Jones uh, from... Uh, from the defensive tackle who recently got an offer from uh, Auburn. Uh, he, he's an early enrollee. Uh, Luke Hawes, if, if uh, he stays uh, solid, which I think things are looking very promising there, he's an early enrollee along with his brother Dylan. Uh, I'm just trying to think of all, off, off the top of my head, Carson Dean, from, uh, the linebacker from uh, Ibram High School in Carrollton, Texas. Uh I think Alex Sanford is uh, another linebacker that is an early enrollee. Uh, uh, I'll say, you know, without uh, without looking at the list, I'll say the the majority of the kids are intending to uh, be the uh, early enrollees. I know the story that you know broke last night, and a lot of people are uh, trying to to figure out who Morgan Turner is. He's been the tight ends coach at Stanford. Of course, they're in transition. It appears from all signs that uh, he is the next tight ends coach at the University of Arkansas. Yeah, and uh, I, I highly doubt that he would be uh, 
visiting all three tight ends today, uh, tight end commitments, uh, at least one uh, visiting Luke uh, uh, with uh, Coach Browles if he, if he wasn't the, uh, the guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, very good resume. Talked to Kevin Kelly, who uh, has had dealings with him, especially during the Hudson Henry uh, recruitment. And he, he spoke glowingly uh, about uh, Coach uh, Turner, uh, also Madison Taylor, the associate head coach and, and defensive coordinator at Plastic Academy. He, he thinks the world of him. Got a story on OWAC Sports about, you know, their comments about, uh, about him and how he, he, uh, he just is a very professional guy when it comes to the recruiting process. And uh, one thing that really kind of stuck out to me, to be honest with you, when I was talking to Kevin Kelly, is that even when uh, Stafford didn't get Hudson Henry, uh, he, he continued to stay in touch with him and, and, and uh, was consistent in doing that. And that kind of tells you a guy that looks at the big picture uh, beyond just that one recruit. He knows that the, you know, Plasky Academy could possibly have another kid that they, they mm-hmm. recruit. So you, you're building that relationship consistently, and you're doing it in the right way. Is this the, the same manner or the same process you think we'll find out about who the next defensive coordinator will be that you know word will leak out through the recruiting trail? What do you think that process will go like, and how does it affect recruiting currently, both portal and in the high school commits that you're talking to when you don't have a, a sitting defensive coordinator on staff? Yeah, uh, it, it could definitely leak out uh, from, uh, you know, the recruits, uh, you know, uh, being towed and, or it could just, uh, the, you know, the U of A could just throw out a press con- a press con- a, a press release uh, and, and do it that way. Uh, you just, you just never know. And it, it could be a, uh, could leak out uh, from, uh, you know, uh, a coach uh, around the country that's good friends with him and uh, kind of leaks out. Uh, but as uh, far as uh, the D.C. and 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 uh, the uncertainty, yeah, it kind of creates a little uh, anxiety uh, with the uh, defensive guys and that are committed to Arkansas and uh, and the parents too. And then uh, with the portal, it it it, it, does, it does the same. But I, here's here's how here's how I always look at it. I you know if, I always tell people look at the head coach, look at the, the you know who he hires, you know far as just you know history wise. Well, obviously Coach Pittman hasn't been a head coach for a long time, but you see you see what type of defense he like he likes to run along with offense. I mean he's not going to hire somebody that he doesn't agree with when it comes to. Uh, offensive and defensive philosophy. The head coach is the one that's going to dictate that. And, yeah, there'll there'll be some differences uh, from one coordinator to another, but the philosophy basically will be the same. And I think that's something that I bet that uh, Coach Pittman's selling, and I think that's what kids and parents ought to pay attention to more so than, you know, this defensive coordinator or this position coach has left. Uh, or this offense coordinator's left and this position coach is left. That's always a possibility, regardless of which school you go to. I think you, you need to pay attention to the philosophy of the head coach. Richard Davenport joins us every Thursday at 6.30. Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports. You mentioned anxi- anxiety, Richard. I think a lot of people, Razorback fans, were anxious when they saw Nick Saban in the house of Luke Haas in December. 
Is there any indication that he's still strong to Arkansas with a new position coach, or do you think he's potentially rethinking his commitment? I'm very optimistic. I think uh, today will uh, has a good chance of sealing the deal, and uh, and I'm sure that there's a possibility that he and, the, and his he, he could uh, you know say something on social media that uh, would indicate that. So uh, we'll just have to see uh, see how things pan out. We mentioned the number of recruits, Richard, and I know with the new defensive coordinator and a new tight ends coach, we're going to see transition not only within the coaching staff but maybe some high school commits. What number, you don't have to tell me who's not going to sign, but Richard, what number do you expect of the 23 will actually end up signing with Arkansas? You know, every, you know, it, it, again, it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. Things can change so quickly. But based on what, and talking to uh, kids, parents, uh, different people, uh, different sources, I think the majority, a vast majority is going to sign on signing day. Could there be a defection or two? Yes. Uh, could there be more? Possibly. It, 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 until the signing day gets here and they sign on the dotted line and all these other schools trying to come at them, you know, saying, hey, you know, we, we, we want you, we want you. And, and there there could be uh, an NIL deal that uh, could sway them that way. I mean, it, it is uh, it is a uh, wild, time right now in college football unless you're a five-star or a very high four-star tell me why you would not want to sign in the early signing period uh well if you're if you're not a uh a january enrollee which arkansas in, in, there's a few guys that are, are not going to be a january enrollee if you if you uh if you want to see just you know say say the defense coordinator's name done this weekend well, this weekend, if he's named on Sunday, he can still go visit the kids. Sunday's a quiet period. Uh, but after that, it's a dead period until uh, uh, until January. So what if what if the defense coordinator is uh, named on Monday during the dead period, the start of the dead period? Mm-hmm. You may want to just wait until January and in the February signing day to, to be able to interact and, and get to know this coach and, and have a face-to-face meeting. So that's a, that's one reason why you possibly might not uh, sign in the early signing period. I would just think of, unless I was so far, far up the recruiting board that, hey, they're going to wait and do whatever I want, and there's there's a few out there they will, with the transfer portal and its date open till the 18th and everything going on there, I don't want to say you risk losing your spot, but that would make me it make my parents at least a little anxious. I think I'd be signing that that dotted line. So I imagine, you know, like like we've seen in the past, and and like we expect, the vast majority will sign. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And here's the deal: even uh, I know I know at least uh, of one uh, kid saying that he may not sign, and uh, it, early, I the coaches no doubt are going to be pushing for that young man to, to sign early. There's just, they, they, they just want to get every, every, everybody wrapped up so they can just focus on the bowl game. They don't have to worry about, you know, losing the kid come signing day on fe- in February. So the vast majority of uh, signings are obviously are done in the early signing period. And you, you don't want to be one of those schools that have a few guys just left hanging. 
Richard, a couple more questions for you this morning. This one comes from Tucker. How is Arkansas's NIL stacking up when it comes to recruiting transfer portal kids compared to other SEC schools? All I can say that I've been told Arkansas has plenty of uh, NIL opportunities and uh, that uh, there's there's enough there's enough uh, NIL money to go around. Uh, now, I mean, how does it compare to other SEC schools? Uh, you know, that, that that's kind of hard to say because schools don't really just advertise uh, too much now. You know, you know, some of the uh, collectives may do that a little bit, but schools don't. But uh, I, I would say that they're definitely competitive. Uh, are they near the top? I can't say. We've been nearly asking all football questions this morning. The basketball recruiting question that so many have asked of us is about Ron Hall and Anthony Black's teammate in Duncanville. He's currently signed with Texas. We know this whole Chris Beard thing. Richard, has there been anyone, you mentioned sources earlier, any source that would lead you to believe that he's contemplating staying in Austin and maybe looking at other options? Uh, just be completely honest with you. I've been swamped with football and uh, following the portal, just following everything that's involved with uh, leading up to signing day. I haven't even checked. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, uh, obviously we're in an uncharted territory. When's the last time a coach uh, potentially loses his job because of the situation is similar to uh, to uh, to Chris Beard. I mean, it's, it's a, I think it's a shock to the system. I mean, if you're a kid that's who signed with them and, 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 and that, that kid's parents. So obviously I think that they're going to, they'll have to, uh, you know, analyze the situation once everything's settled and then obviously, uh, you know, make a decision whether to, to ask for a release or not. Again, another, another thing to consider, what are the NIL deals that, uh, that he has in place that uh, may keep him there. I don't know. That's a good, qu- good thing to contemplate. I want to ask you about two more kids from football, and then uh, and we can let you get on about your day. Jalen Dupree, Malvern running back, got a chance to see him play last weekend at 287 yards in the state championship game. Um, what, 2,700 or so yards for the season. Uh, stud running back from Malvern who won the state title. Uh, who's recruiting him, and, and what does his recruitment process look like? For those that saw him, uh, or maybe watch the game on TV, I think you, you couldn't be anything but impressed with the Malvern running back. Yeah, I saw him against uh, Ashdown. I uh, was impressed. Uh, I, I don't I don't know the uh, all the schools involved. I, I, now, I did communicate with his dad earlier this week, and I do know that uh, he plans to be at an Arkansas camp this summer. So uh, people that are, you know, hoping that Arkansas takes a look. And Arkansas is aware of him. He did visit for, uh, I think, the Ole Miss game. I saw him on the sideline. So and he is Arkansas a junior. I should have said he's a junior. So he's got another right, year. But, right. So, uh, right. But he, he I so can't he, imagine he's not going to be highly highly sought after. Well, he, he's he's a guy that uh, they, they got their eye on. And like I said, he's going he's gonna to visit Arkansas uh, for a summer camp this summer. And then uh, – that that's the best way, you know, uh, for for coaches to be able to to evaluate, to be be able to see you in person, and and uh, and we'll just go from there. Terrible situation at Mississippi State, and things will play out there over time. But one other player that was there this weekend was Kyle Ferry, the kicker from Harding Academy, who seems to be very solid with Mississippi State family tied to that. But uh, 
Richard, I got to tell you, when I was watching him boom some 60 yarders into the wind before the game, um, made you really wish he's going to Fayetteville. Yeah, well, Arkansas had interest, but from what I understand, they're a big, his family's big uh, Mississippi State fans. I think his, I think, don't quote me on this, I think his father graduated from there. Not 100% sure, but I, I do right. know the family's, uh, family's big on, uh, on Mississippi State. I was watching prior to the game, he had the ball on a, you know, a practice tee for field goals, end of the wind, going kicking north at War Memorial, and didn't make them all, but made made more than half from from the fifty yard line, which would be a sixty. So thank goodness he won Mississippi State impressive. a year ago, or that could have ended badly if yeah. an Arkansas kid beat you. And more than anything, he every kickoff out out not in the end zone, out of the back of the end zone. So guys, maybe, uh, maybe into the stands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back, it cleared the back line. I mean, it just didn't incredible. Yeah. So, Richard, I uh, appreciate your time this morning. All right, buddy. We'll see you guys. Richard Davenport with us here on the Morning Rush. Uh, recruiting Thursday. Kickers, you know, you, you don't think about them till, till the game's on the line and a guy like him. But his value, I think, with Kyle Ferry is is every kickoff. You'll make somebody get another first down or two. You know, but he can, he can seem to place it wherever wherever you want. So that Dupree guy, Jalen Dupree, keep an eye on him. Yeah, he got yeah, nearly three thousand yards. There, there might have been a good running back that's kind of come out of Malvern before. He beat his numbers. He really? Yeah, <laughs> Madre's numbers. He beat beat his numbers in the title game. He's now, I think, second in the title game, only to Ron Johnson from Watson Chapel who ran up 300 and some odd on Greenwood in 97. Only reason I know that is because I broadcasted that game. Is Madre the biggest what-if injury-wise in Razorback history? I know some wanted to say Jalen Catalan, but, I mean, he tore what? His ACL three times? I know it was twice, one in the right, one in the left. I think it was three times. I mean, that is insane to me. I, he is, man, he was talented as a freshman. He had, what, yeah. six touchdowns against South Carolina one game? I think that's right. I did. I would I look and I would know I, I wouldn't dispute any of those numbers, but uh, played it, he played at Malvern for those that aren't connecting that dot like Ty was talking about in in the '93 title game. I think he set the record at that time that was broken by Ron Johnson and Dupree on Saturday, bested Madre's number. So, Jeez. I mean, this this is a guy worth watching here. Hey, we're brought to you by the Bentley Sportsbook. If uh, if you're thinking about the bowl game coming up, maybe you're going to the bowl game, but the app you might be looking at or have on your phone doesn't work out of the state. Here's the great thing about the Bentley app. It works in Arkansas and Tennessee. Tennessee. So you can still get some action over there going to Memphis. Maybe Memphis is one of your favorite hangouts on the weekend. Well, Bentley works there. They're on the only uh, sports book that's online that covers both Arkansas and Tennessee on the mobile app. And the technology of this app is outstanding. It's easy to navigate. It's simple to use. Everything's up to date. All the games you want are there. All you got to do is download the Bentley Sportsbook app right now. It's uh, available on the Apple platform or Google. So if you got an Android, no problem. Go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and download. That's the Bentley Sportsbook app, B-E-T-L-Y. And uh, as a new customer, they're going to give you a $250 risk-free first bet. So I think you're going to like what you see. In-game parlays, multi-game parlays, they've got all of that. Plus, they've got promotions that you want to check out, see what's going on as well. So check it all out. It's at Bentley. you got to be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to bet. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Make today and every day more interesting with Bentley. 
We know that Nick Smith Jr. has come on the last few games. Here is coached on the energy the true freshman brings to the basketball team. He loves to get his teammates excited to play. He's vocal in timeouts. You know, some guys quietly go about stuff, and then other guys are emotional spark plug. And I think that his energy, his emotional energy, I think that the whole team feeds off. Chuck said it, I think, yesterday, and I thought he was spot on. That's infectious. Watch Nick when his teammates also make plays. Go watch that dunk when Jordan threw yeah. it down. And watch Nick's emotions, excitement. You don't always get that from your best player when his teammate makes a play. This kid who we know is going to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft is almost more excited when his teammate makes a play. I watched this in high school. Well, with, it was Khalil Ware, whoever else. He was more excited at North Little Rock when one of his teammates made a play. And I think when you've been there, done that, you've earned the respect. There's no, there's no self-doubt about where you stand or what people think of you. That's a lot easier to to cheer on your teammates. I mean, and, and it's, the, it's the approach you hope everybody has, no matter kind of where they stand in the pecking order. But I think it's easier when the number one player, I think it's easy for the number one player in the country to root on another one. And he's been the top recruit. So, I mean, there's no, there should be no lack of confidence. There should be no oil leaking from underneath the the, the hood of, of Nick Smith's game. I mean, why would he not root on his teammates? Nobody's going to think any lesser of him because Ricky Council made a dunk. Or back when Trevin Brazell was able to, to do that, he, he made dunks or anybody else on this roster that made highlight real type plays. Those are the two that just come to mind, obviously, right away. So uh, I would expect that from him because I think he's very confident in who he is and he's not... I think jealousy sets in in a lot of these cases. Well, that should be me. Coach should have me out there. That's easy to do when you're not the guy out there. But when you've been the guy out there and you've gotten all the love that Nick Smith has gotten, I think that sets a great example for the rest of your team. Yeah, it sets the tone. Basketball is back, and Bet Online is your number one source. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, Pat Bradley was on the SEC Network earlier this week and gave a nickname to your basketball team. Anthony Black, this point guard at six foot seven. I haven't seen a better point guard in all of the land of college basketball. Some of may have had a better game at some point. Six okay. seven, sees over the defense, great vision, unselfish. These guys will catch more lobs. They all play above Lob City? Lobville up in Fayetteville. Lobville. Okay, you okay. keep track, they're gonna have more loves than anybody. So we gonna endorse this, or is this is this something the Lobville? Arkansas marketing team is going to go with and roll with the rest of the season? It was Dunk City for four at Gulf Coast years ago when they went on that run the NCAA tournament. You're the, oh. you're the NBA guy. What did uh, what they call Golden State's lob something? Uh, Golden State. Uh, when they're 
a nickname for them that had something similar to that. But uh, <sighs> Christian, you want to double check on that? I, I you put me on the spot. I, I, I should know I'm, this. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, Lobville, I, I, let's take it under consideration. I think maybe we can one up that. Maybe we need to put some brain power on it. So. At Clippers, he said the Clippers, Clippers Lob, Lob City. Yeah, yeah. I had the right state. Yeah, like Los Angeles. But yeah, they. Uh, so you're not you're not a fan initially. It's okay. I mean, it's not like. I mean, it's not like the greatest thing I've ever heard. You got a better one? No. You're the marketer of this group. I figured. Well, give you, me a little time. You'd let have me, about. Let me turn on a little brain power. Piped here. up a little bit. So. Either way, the, the the point of this is they're going to be fun to watch all season and. I, whether it's Ricky, and I know we're going to miss Trevin Brazil and the highlight reel plays that he's going to have, but Nick, Trevin, Anthony, I mean, I know this might be Homer Radio talking, but I really think there might be a difficult three-guard combo that you could find in college basketball in those three. Great teams don't need nicknames. That's fair. I, I, I can get behind that, but don't tell that to the U of A. They want to market this scene however they can. And uh, Great teams don't need nicknames. Yeah. You're just great. But they... That's all you need to be. They get nicknames once they win or whatever the case may be. I, I get that impression. Too but early you, for that. It's it's that. They'll have they'll have something they, they whip out a little bit. Drew Sanders named as a unanimous All-American. I know that's something we'll talk with Clay Henry about and kind of the whole thing with Hunter Henry, how he should have been. But he's a guy that kind of puts his name in the hat, same as Darren McFadden, Sean Andrews, Billy Ray Smith Jr., Another, he's either eighth or ninth. I'm forgetting which one, but he hadn't had one since Darren years years ago. So, which is it, it's been quite some time. But again, it's kind of weird because just here a year, and now he's now he's gone. Well, I think that you know we've gotten used to this in basketball. Mm-hmm. We've accepted it. We don't old, old guys like me. We don't like it, but we've accepted in basketball is the way it is. With the transfer portal, we're going to have to become more open-minded about this in football. Yeah. Players like Drew Sanders that make a, you know, where would you be? You're 6-6, six and six, not where you want to be. Uh, where would you be without Drew Sanders? I think he's worth at least a win uh, for this football team this year. Without him, probably don't beat Missouri State. You probably don't, you know, some of those close games, you wouldn't like that one to come to mind, but that's one that comes to mind right away. You, you know, they had seven sacks in that ball game. I don't remember how many Drew had, but he, he was part of that. He so. had at least two. Yeah, I so, that. I mean, you know, we've got to get our minds around players, and, you know, forever and ever, we'll walk that South Concourse where they put the pictures up of all the All-Americans, and even though it was one year he, he only played here, he'll be a part of that group. Sure, Sanders will be. That's the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Arkansas right now is plus 2250 on the Bet-Saris to win the Basketball National Championship. Who do you think they're tied with without looking? couple oh, teams. Alabama, Indiana, and North Carolina. North That's Carolina group. dropped off a lot. Uh, I think it's Trayson Jackson Davis is the kid from Indiana. That's outstanding. They're kind of center forward combo guy. But that's where they're at right now. Don't have the SEC. I'd like to see where they're at in the SEC. They've got to be in the top three, right? Odds-wise, you would think. They below that? you got Auburn, Bama. Tennessee's Tennessee, got to be up there. Kentucky. Bama probably after beating Houston may have surpassed you. Bama might be the best home game you have all year on January a Wednesday 11th. night. Yeah. yeah. They're top. They're four right now in the A people. I don't know where they are at the net rankings, but you're hoping those teams lose in the next two weeks, three weeks, so they just keep moving up mm-hmm. and just keeping up because that helps you in the net and it helps, again, create an atmosphere on a Wednesday night. I don't know if that game's at eight or six or seven, 
But that game is on Wednesday night. It is at night, though. Yeah, it is at and night. And it's at either 8, 6, six or, or 7, seven, like Ty just said. Oh, I knew it was January 11th. I just uh, don't know. I don't have the television times committed to memory. Either. I just know that. All right, that's going to do it for your Hog Update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. It's National Cupcake Day. You got a chance at a slice of cake or a cupcake. Which one are you taking cake. at the dessert table? Cake. Because it's bigger or what? Well, yeah, I can cut my own piece of cake. Little one. So I like to get little slivers of cake, then come back a little bit later, get another little sliver. You don't want to graze on it. Like you know? big old thing? Yeah. No, no, my, no. Now, Dylan, he'll go and he'll cut one about a fourth of the cake. You That's know? my guy. Yeah. I like that kid. I think I like And him. sometimes he'll eat it all, and sometimes he'll find it underneath his mattress, you know, three weeks later. So why are all these ants in here? You know, so you never know. So, but no, I, uh, you know, I take cake over cupcakes. Would you? Okay. I think most people would be in your camp because you, as you just said, you pick how big the cake is and it's just, you get the, not that you don't get the icing and frosting on the cupcakes. I just think that like that corner piece or whatever. All right. You pulled it 6 up. 6 p.m. 6 the, o'clock. Uh, game. Yeah. Is, do you want that game or 6 or 8? Most of those games are 6 or 8. I wanted it 7, but uh, I think you have your better crowds in. 6 sometimes is early for people across the state. I think that's a big enough game. It won't matter. People take out. You'll burn a half a day vacay if you need to on that one. Here's a wild stat for you. First time since 2006 that the Alabama basketball team is ranked above the Alabama football team. First time since 2006, 16 years that it's been that you've got Nate Oates' squad ranked above now Nick Saban. Now Saban went there in 2006, obviously. He came there in 2007. But goes to show you, Auburn's, I think, top 15 right now and Bama's number four. I mean, you've got some salty football teams that have good basketball programs too. That is going to be a incredibly difficult stretch for Arkansas, as is their back end. You go, again, 7th, January 7th, you go to Auburn, and then you host Alabama that next Wednesday. The yeah. back end of your season, you've got, you're going to have to pull that schedule back up, Tommy. You've got Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky. I want to say you go to Knoxville and to Tuscaloosa, and then you end your season against Kentucky. I believe that's correct. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, Bama. To Alabama, to Knoxville, and then end the season at Kentucky. That is a brutal back end, but when new Arkansas teams play their best under Eric Musselman, yeah. right there in that in that sweet spot. I just scroll back to see what the game time was on last year's Auburn game. It was also at six, six o'clock. o'clock. So you know we can have a great crowd. I think when when teams come in with a with a small number by their name, there's a lot of hope and hype. And I, I I think you'll have a full house. That was a crazy atmosphere. Obviously, they rushed the floor. All of those things. It'll be a top ten matchup. Yeah, I I, I don't think. What it matters? What you start at four thirty? I think you're going to have a, a big building that night. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. The NBA changed up a bunch of their awards, including the MVP award, which is now named after Michael Jordan. The trophy stands 23.6 inches tall, weighs 23.6 inches, six pounds, and represents, of course, 
the number 23 that he wore, and the six championships he won. So what award do you want named after you? 877-377-6963. I thought that was pretty cool. I think Hakeem Olajuwon was the Defender of the Year award. Wilt was the Rookie of the Year. Had some cool, cool adjustments to this. I still think Michael should be the logo. No disrespect to Larry West, Jerry West. But what award do you want named after you? Whoever can three putt the most in a four day weekend. I don't know. <laughs> Probably one more apropos for me. Who can uh, who can miss the most fish? I I, I don't know. It, it what 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 award should be named after me? I'm going to guess it's not a golden microphone. What award? <laughs> God, you you open a big can of worms. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to answer that. Let me think about this. So what, many talents, you know, that you could choose from. Yeah. I think asking Laura, this would be a good question to actually call Laura and see if she'd pick up and, and ask. I just a, hope I got room for more trophies in the case. I would know. say you're actually a good father based on the, the at least the you know. indications that I get from your better half <laughs> and... Uh, the kids, that would be, I'd say, uh, if you want to win some father of the year. I, I, so I, I, you've worked with me for three years. There's nothing here. I mean, do you want me to say something Golly. truthful or do you want me to say? Yes, I've not, I've made no impression. I, so. I, I've mentioned, I, I'm not going to say this while you're here. You can earmuffs, you can shut your ears, and then I'm going to delete the audio after, yeah. but you're a good boss. Boss of the year, I don't know. Uh, that probably wouldn't be the uh, the award. I don't know. I, I don't have an award I think should be named after me. So, I guess the... Uh, Ref official of the year. Uh, no. I've, been, I've been told by some of my friends that you refed in high school. That's not the case. Yeah, what do they know? <laughs> uh, so, what you you flipped What college up. did they go play at? Thank you. All right. Ozarks. <laughs> college of the Ozarks. I probably uh, refed them there, too. Columbia. Some other schools. Uh, Columbia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't hang out with anybody that went to Columbia. I have a buddy that went to Columbia. Drove by Columbia, baby. He, went, he played football at Columbia. And I'm, Columbia just, I'm just trying to think of friends that I know that played sports. Yeah. Some have mentioned you about refs. Some have actually said, yeah, he's he yeah. good. I just I didn't like any refs back in the day. So what is mine? I'll flip that up yet. What is my award that I should be named? I had I, something down for pizza. I just got to eat a lot of pizza. I eat pizza three or four times a week. Oh, I think you got to have you know the, the Goldilocks award or something. You know, <laughs> something you know, brought to you by uh, you know Suave or something. You know. Dove hair care. The swagger award? I don't I wouldn't call it swagger. You you like to fancy it as swagger. I think it's, it's gonna get chopped at the beginning of the new year. I think I'm gonna instead of doing every seven months, I'm just gonna grow it out every year and then just chop it off at the beginning of the year. I'd like to know who you trust so much that when they told you that looked good, you believed them. I mean that must be someone it's you a really female. Yeah. Mm. Someone I respect. <laughs> and that has that kissed one. me before. So yeah. <laughs> Well, that narrows it down pretty. That narrows it down. Hey, to, there's a decent, probably there's, less than one. There's a decent chunk of those young ladies that have made terrible decisions. One night or two nights, three nights, whatever. All the right, case hang on. Be. We got breaking news here. We got breaking news here. Uh, let me wrap, wrap this up. Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Hang on here. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. The monitor went blank. Got we, got, we cannot. Uh, do this without the uh, the proper. Where'd you move it to? It's on the wall. There, we'll use this one. You got it. Now this is now this is a real blue check marked actual account for Chris Lowe. Bobby Petrino, we all know who that is, is returning to the FBA FBS ranks as the offensive coordinator. You're never going to guess it. So let me just tell you, 
at UNLV under head coach Barry Odom. He Holy smoke. He saw it firsthand this season. I mean, their offense ripped us up for, what, two and a half, three quarters mm. of that game? You know, it makes sense in a lot of ways. Get Tom Murphy on the phone. we got to talk to him. Charlie, let's go to Charlie real quick. Hey, let's react to this for a second. We'll get Charlie. We're going to give you about 30 seconds here. Bobby Petrino going to UNLV with Barry Odom. This is uh, pretty incredible. Sure. Charlie, we'll give you the first reaction to this news coming from Chris That's- Lowe 13 minutes ago. That's crazy. I'm not surprised one bit. Hey, you just going to give me 30 seconds? Well, I was going to come in here. I was going right, to give 40. you a You're wasting your time. Go. <laughs> Greatest boss ever. That's I know. I know. Okay, you get, you're get. up to a minute now. <laughs> Better cut him off. Greatest style. Uh, now I'm probably going to go back down because <laughs> I was going to say Ty has great style. Well, you know, his hair, uh, his yeah, cowboy hat. All right, 15 seconds. Shirt. Five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's, no, your, what's guys, your take? You, no, seriously, but Tommy, Tommy, you made a great point earlier about football. You, you said elaborate on one that. And done. <laughs> one and done. It's like we're going to one and done in football every to this point because now we're at this point where every year you gotta you gotta look at it and go, okay, we don't know if we're gonna get that guy back next year. I yeah. mean that's. That, it's like a year. It's it's turned into where it's just year to year now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And the, with every player. So you made a great point when you said that, and it's almost like basketball. Well, so, I mean, but remember when Corliss and Scotty were here? Most of us, you know, not I wasn't old enough to really remember, remember the the original I was really triplets. A young baby, you know, but, but so. they played multiple seasons. You know, back when the original triplets were here and Delph and Moncrief and Brewer, that you know, it it wasn't a anyway. Thanks, guys. Good morning. You know, we we do have to adjust. I think some of this, and Drew Sanders, in the point you were making, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, certainly interesting. All right, so this Petrino thing, I, I think that on a Thursday morning, December the fifteenth, none of you expected to hear Tommy let you just know what he just did. That Bobby Petrino is now the offensive coordinator for the UNLV running running Rebels. Now I don't know if he'll have the same success that Jared Tarkanian did, the Shark, back in the day. But I do think this was a move that, again, as I said, Barry Odom saw this team firsthand. He saw Petrino style firsthand. And he's a guy that I I think has that alpha dog dominant personality. So I'm curious how Coach Odom handles that. Uh, Because Jimbo, I mentioned this with someone else. If Jimbo would have hired Bobby, it would have been the greatest blow up ever. They would have exploded on each other. You can't have those two guys in the same room at all. Let's bring in Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. As uh, news breaking just minutes ago, uh, Tom, about Bobby Petrino leaving Missouri State to be the offensive coordinator with Barry Odom at UNLV. This according to a tweet from Chris Lowe earlier this hour. Uh, your thoughts on Bobby Petrino getting back into the FBS at UNLV with the name we're familiar with and, Bar- and Barry Odom? Well, it, it's a how about that moment mm-hmm. for sure. Um, you know, I enjoyed going up to Springfield and having a few minutes with Bobby Petrino, but he was totally in game mode and he was trying to pull away from me the whole time I was trying to talk to him about coming back to Arkansas. Um, you know, had he gone to A&M? Yeah, I agree. That would have been a wild deal. And I think, you know, I think he would have put a good offense together, an explosive offense together there. Um, 
I just think it's – I did not know that there was a connection between no. Barry Odom and, and Petrino, although I, I guess the Missouri angle plays into it. Yeah. Here was my first thought. I mean, you mentioned the game and, the, and Petrino's offense going against Odom's defense. My first thought was Petrino, and this makes sense going out west a little more, kind of back to his roots, Montana. I, I know Nevada's not Montana, but they're at least in the same time zone. They're not a – you know, the they're not two, two connections away on a flight. So – uh, I would imagine some of the recruiting roots and some of those things uh, might also have been, you know, favorable in his mind, just kind of returning at least to the part of the country you're, you're maybe a little more familiar with. Uh, yeah, you know, if you drew a, a, a line on all of Petrino's jobs, I mean, you know, the stuff in Montana, then Utah State and Arizona State and, you know, the Louisville and, and Atlanta and Auburn, I mean, it's just, it's a, a line that goes in all kinds of directions and in circles most of the country except the you know except the very atlantic seaboard basically so um i'm sure barry got a great impression from how he attacked uh with those crossing routes that he's so famous for uh but arkansas also got seven sacks in that game so i don't know i think it's going to be an interesting combination and obviously i would have tracked unlv football during the coming year out of interest, but now I am, will doubly um, track UNLV football to see if they can, because I think I think you've got a pretty good brain trust there on both sides of the ball that you could uh, you could really make some inroads in the conference out there. You know, and Barry Odom has been the the defensive coordinators we know at Arkansas, but been been the one that's that, that Sam Pittman's been his ear. Been the sounding board is, hey, I'm the head coach, but what would you do? Or, or you, when you were a head coach, I, I can just imagine those conversations. But that's how they've been fancy to us, Tom. It'll be interesting with two former head coaches now in this role as Barry Odom reemerges as a head coach. How he leans possibly on Bobby Petrino in that relationship to rebuild the UNLV program. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm sure he'll say, look, you got you got the free reins here. Uh, one question will be. <laughs> How much of the Petrino family goes out there with him? You know, yeah. Nick. He's got Nick. He's got the son-in-law who was the offensive coordinator there. You know, who's did a pretty good job. M- Missouri State kind of fell apart after the Arkansas game. They lost a bunch of games in a row. I know they played tough competition, but man, they looked like a formidable uh, offense with Shelley at quarterback. Uh, they had good receivers, and then uh, they had some strikers on defense. So um, I don't know what happened. But, um, yep, we'll, we'll be tracking that real good to see who follows Petrino out there. All right, so we'll keep our eyes on that. If you're just hopping in, Bobby Petrino is going to join Barry Odom as his offensive coordinator at UNLV. Other coaching news, and this isn't breaking news, but it happened last night. Stanford's tight end coach, Morgan Turner, appears to be joining the Arkansas staff. He's on recruiting visits with some of the current commits. Tom, what more do you know, and what can you tell us about Morgan Turner? Yeah, found that out last night, um, and it yeah things seem to be aligned that way that, that he would be making visits for the Razorbacks. I think it was imperative that Sam acted quickly because people were worried about those four-star tight ends, um, and you want to give them some assurance. Here's the thing. You do a small amount of research on Morgan Turner, and you see, I mean, Stanford touted itself or touts itself as tight end you. Um, my Falcons in the Super Bowl 51 uh, had – uh, both Austin Hooper and Levine Toilolo from the Stanford roster. You got Zach Ertz. Um, you got uh, Kobe Fleener. I mean, they've had a succession during Turner's 10 years there as the tight ends coach. They've had one after the other 
uh, not only excel, excel in college, but go on into the league too. Yep. That was an, uh, the track record of success at Stanford with tight ends, what you just referred to. It's, uh, it's pretty widespread. We're talking with Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports this morning. Uh, Tom, another coaching news. You've got Mississippi State making the permanent decision on Zach Arnett. He's going to take over as their head coach. Kind of a, a situation for athletics director, interim athletics director. Uh, I think it's Bro- Brocky Brett, something like that. What did you think about that move that was also made yesterday? Well, I, I think what it does is it, it gives the Mississippi State family some cohesion um, and, it, you know, to make it that quickly certainly helped with the current roster. I, I don't know how well, like, Zach Arnett is by, you know, the, the full roster of players there. But, uh, you know, they play a, in a very aggressive brand of defense. Um, you think about the Arkansas game, the way they crashed down from the edges on those goal line plays kept Arkansas from getting in the end zone. Um, I know that people saw um, Arnett as being a, you know, an up-and-comer. Um, and and so I think what it does, it's, it's a four-year deal. So, you know, if it succeeds, if they do pretty well, they can extend that. But for the time being, I, I think it's a pretty good measure um, to, you know, kind of move past the, the tragedy of, of Mike Leach. Mike Leach's passing. I bring a, you bring that up, and I was thinking about this late last night. So Arnett gets named the head coach, and I know Arkansas is still looking for its defensive coordinator. Tom, it's going to be used against the Razorbacks' negative recruiting that they still don't have a D.C. supposedly. Is there any coach that you think would have the actual gall and stupidity to negative recruit against Mississippi State based on what happened to Mike Leach? Um... I don't know. Uh, I did see Stephen Robertson's post yesterday that he's hearing some talk of that. Um, I'm, recruiting is a is a tough, tough deal. It's cutthroat, man. Um, it is very cutthroat. In various ways, coaches reach out and try to see if guys want to transfer. I mean, it's just it's just part of the deal. Um, you, you would have hoped there was a grace period surrounding the Mike Leach deal, but I, I don't know. I hesitate to speculate on what might or might not have happened with uh, any talking to players at Mississippi State or third parties doing that. Um, you know, Razorback fans were quite upset when Mike Woods transferred to Oklahoma. They felt like there might have been some shady stuff going on there, but what is the NCAA in position to do now? They wanted the players to have more latitude to move, and, you know, that's part of it, and then when you with all this stuff hitting at once, NIL, transfer portal, and everything, it just seems like, Tommy, you and I have talked about it quite a lot, um, the NCAA isn't equipped right now to handle everything that's going on. Nope. And Arkansas had players into the portal. Trey Knox, kind of the latest on the offensive side. What what do you think is at the root of you know a, a wide receiver, a tight end? You know, there's been 16 players, I think, now enter the portal with Knox. What... What do you think's at the root? Some of them you explain away they didn't get playing time. Someone like Knox got plenty of playing time. Uh, what do you think's at the root of some of these impactful players that are leaving the Arkansas roster? Well, I, I believe every move has its own individual stories, and so there's different motivation. I'm sure a lot of it was playing time. Some of it was, hey, we've got a lot of guys at your position. You might want to find another place. And then, you know, with Trey Knox, um, maybe <clears> – <throat> You know, the fact that 
Dowell Loggins has gone to South Carolina. The man who recruited him here, Justin Stepp, is at South Carolina. I'm not saying he's going there, but it kind of makes sense. You wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so, so, wouldn't be surprised at all. So, a greener pasture type deal for him, or or guys that he's, you know, he's close to. So, um, I, I'm going to miss Trey Knox because I thought he was a fantastic kid, uh, a cheerful, exuberant guy, always kind of on point with his interviews and honest. And um, I'm going to miss that. I I kind of posted a tweet when it became, a, you know, announced that he was doing this, that um, from the last five years, I mean, there's been some, there's been some great interview guys come through. Hayden Henry comes to mind. You know, Grant Morgan, always a good, thoughtful interview. And uh, there's been others, yeah. but uh, I, I really enjoyed Trey Knox. You know, yesterday was one of the days Chuck's on with us and, and he said something I think is insightful. And you stop and think about how much time Trey Knox has left to make an impact as a tight end. You know, if you're a pass catcher, wide receiver, tight end, whatever, being in an offense that's going to throw it 45 times a game's got to be an an attractive thing you're looking for. Arkansas is not an offense that routinely is going to throw it 40 plus times in a ball game. And I think for a pass catcher that's looking to have one more season, particularly with with considering Knox's career path starting at wide receiver, moving to tight end, you don't have a year to waste, so to speak. Yeah, there's. I think there's some truth in that. And when you think about Arkansas's offense right now, um, they are. I mean, it's. And when you look at the numbers, it's it's very balanced. But a lot of schools, um, you know, you're going to have a little bit more passing. And Arkansas's top guys, and that that would have been in the, the last year, Hazelwood, Landers. They yeah. they racked up good numbers. And then Trey Knox was in there, and uh, Rocket Sanders caught some out of the backfield. But your fourth and fifth guys, so uh, you know, Warren Thompson. And um, Keytron Jackson, mm-hmm. their numbers weren't quite up there. And so maybe Keytron Jackson wants double the targets he got or maybe even more than double the targets. Uh, he'll have to go prove himself to rise up into somebody's top two or three receivers. Um, and I think he would have been in position to do that for next year's Razorbacks. So that one was a bit of a head-scratcher for me. Uh, but, again, everyone has their own motivations, backstories, and what have you. Um uh, and and I think Arkansas is going to be able to recruit talented wide receivers, but they also have to. And this this is the problem coaches are having across the country now is 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 developing your younger talent. Um, you know, you want to see an Isaiah Satan, you make a huge move next year, uh, but meanwhile, you got some big openings at receiver that you're trying to fill with um, with uh, portal guys. So uh, it's a, it's a tough balance right now, and coaches are strung. In, in December, I can't imagine how strung out these coaches are in trying to, you know, fulfill staff positions, recruit the portal, hold on to your commitments, and then recruit for coming years. It's, it is a quite the handful. They are earning their money, no question about it. All right, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tom, thanks for your time. We'll uh, talk again early next week. You betcha, guys. Look right. forward to it. Always look forward to our conversations with Tom. We're brought to you this morning by APAC Arcola. They have immediate openings in the Boone, Marion, Baxter County areas, Benton and Washington County. So northwest and north central Arkansas, they need great people to join their team, licensed CDL drivers, heavy equipment operators. Uh, if you've got experience in a quarry or you've got experience working on diesel engines and you're a diesel mechanic, uh, paving or asphalt experience. They'd love to talk to you. Go to jobs.crh.com. You can apply there. Top pay, sign-on bonus, 
great insurance package, also retirement and profit sharing, part of what they do to take care of their employees. That's jobs.crh.com. APAC Arcola is an equal opportunity employer. Give credit to Christian on this, uh, one of our new guys here at ESPN Arkansas. you got to double-check these tweets now because everyone has a blue check mark and you got to only not only check it there's a blue check mark you got to go check up top and this is a verified theme from chris Lowe again that bobby petrino has taken the offensive my coordinator job my stomach just sank i thought you you were getting ready to tell me there's a bad tweet oh no no no, no, no. that's uh, that's going to happen to us at some point where there's oh, a blue check mark a name we know and trust i told you it happened with i, I told you it's going to happen now again know. It, it ended up happening a night later but I got a, a tweet sent to me from Coach Bill Snyder, who's verified and everything that Mike Leach had passed. It was a night before he hadn't, and it ended up, again, being a fake account. So you got to double-check on all this stuff. But past that, I mean, BP back in Division One. I, I guess FCS is technically Division One, but FBS football, UNLV, it's, I mean, I, I think they've won two bowl games in the last 16 years. I think if I've, I've read that right. And Coach Odom took Missouri to, I think, two out of his four seasons there. That's going to be an interesting dynamic to monitor. And Tom kind of just said it there. There will be Arkansas fans that are interested in what's going on with UNLB football next year. Every single week. That's a good late night school to watch now, baby. It's not Pac-12, Mountain West after dark. So, (laughs) I... I guess that's uh, uh I guess hey. we'll have a UNLV update every week during football season in 2023. And if this goes well, they'll move up, you know, not, maybe not together, but if this goes well, Bobby Petrino will be back as a head coach somewhere and Barry Odom will as well. So I mean this it's a great chance and who else hey all of the tweets and you saw where people were shaking in their boots about Bobby Petrino being the OC at A&M possibly. If people are afraid of that, it tells you what they, they believe, they respect in him as a coach. So this will be interesting to watch from afar, and I think we're all glad it's not in the SEC and on your regular season schedule. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com.
Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Play your reaction to Coach Petrino heading out to the Sin City, coaching some offense out there. Well, for, for Bobby's sake, it's always a good thing. You know, Vegas, what what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> well, that's so, true. So that's a good place. I will enjoy some late-night football. I'll stay up a little later. I always enjoy watching his teams or his offenses play, not necessarily his team, because it's, you know, it's a lot of the same stuff that, that we've seen. He's refined it a little bit. I don't think he's flipping offensive line sides anymore, weak side to strong side like, you know, like he did. Uh, I guess we'll see Chris Klanakis, their offensive line coach. He knows the West pretty good, so does Bobby. I mean, they've got the, those Montana uh, ties from Carroll College. It'll be pretty close to that. I, I don't guess really Vegas is close to anything, maybe outside of L.A. It's close to Vegas. Is what yeah. Vegas is close it, to. Even like <laughs> Reno, the next biggest city in Nevada is. Well, it's not really crazy. close, Ty. That's, yeah, what, that, no, that's <laughs> what I'm. A, yeah, you. That is two tanks of gas from Vegas to Reno, and there's one place to stop, and you better not drive past it. No, I think that's what you were getting ready to say. Is uh, Reno's what eight hour? I don't know how far drive it would be. You get on a plane. It's for, ten or eleven. Uh, yeah. It, you know, Reno's northern Colorado or California, rather. It's San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. yeah, basically. But all right. So um, one thing, and Chuck was texting during the break as well, and I hadn't even thought of this. He made a great point. Has UNLV used up all of their coaching salary pool hiring Bobby Petrino? And you say, well, what does that matter? Well, you, you thought it's a slam dunk deal for Michael Scherer to move right out there, maybe be the DC, but certainly leave to go with Barry Odom. You know, we don't know yet, but that's a that's a great thought. Does that leave Michael Scherer, you know, you know, probably with no spot to make the kind of money he was making at Arkansas, Clay? Yeah, it's, that's interesting. Suppose that, uh, you know, Barry Odom thought that out. I can't believe that he would leave Michael Scherer out of the equation as far as money. That's that's like that's like you forgetting Ty, Tommy. I mean, Ty's like your son now, and uh, <laughs> you know it's. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that Barry Odom and Michael Scherer are extremely close. If you hear – now, Michael yeah. hadn't done many interviews at Arkansas, but I've talked to him, and that's – he he considers uh, Coach Odom to be his dad or like his dad. He, he has a dad. But it's – so I, I would be surprised unless he just says, hey, you're – you know, you're – your best option is to stay at Arkansas. But you, the thing about it is you don't know what the Arkansas situation is going to be yet because they haven't named a defensive coordinator. And the defensive coordinator might be a linebacker coach, Tommy. Right. And, and it's customary that generally the assistants stay through the bowl game. They generally get a bowl bonus that matters I know they still make you know three to five hundred thousands, but but another I don't care who you are, another fifty grand or seventy five grand matters, um, and it's I think it's it's professional courtesy that we're not going to just gut a coaching staff before a bowl game. So uh, maybe this will be decided then. Or I think before it's a, signing day. All right, yeah. all right, I think it's an interesting thought to see what happens there, but 
you know, I'm sure Bobby Petrino isn't going on the cheap to be the offensive coordinator uh, out there. Well, I mean, he's not going to make millions, but I mean, I'm sure he's not going to be the lowest paid yeah, assistant like on I, the staff. I read, you know, his salary at, at, at Missouri State it wasn't substantial. I mean, he he was, uh, uh, you know, on a bounce back salary, so to speak. You know, to get in the profession, you know, to mm-hmm. stay coaching, and so it wouldn't take much for it to be a raise. Well, a few hundred thousand, wasn't it? So, yeah, I mean, it's like three eighty-five or right. something like that. Uh, so, I don't know that he has to. I mean, you, know, no, you could give him five hundred thousand, which yeah. is probably the going rate at UNLV for a coordinator, and you're still set with your your salary pool. Again. What happens at Arkansas, we've got to wait and see on the defensive coordinator hire. And if there is a position for Michael Sheeran, he knows that. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, Michael Sheeran may very well end up at UNLV, but until we know what Bobby's salary will be, and that will come in the, in the next days mm-hmm. or maybe later today, but probably in the next few days, uh, it might give some insight. Uh, I just thought it was an interesting, interesting thought. I mean, Michael Sheeran is a young guy, newly married. You know a lot more about him than I do, Clay. He's in his late 20s. You know, you can't make the wrong step or the wrong move at this point. It could take you a decade to recover from making the wrong move. And money does matter at, at an age like this where you can at least give yourself a very comfortable nest egg for a while. Yeah, I think that what we do know about Michael Shearer now is that he can coach and he can recruit. And that's going to go a long ways, you know, as far as the, you know, the jump start of his career. I mean, I, I think that. Uh, there's knowledge of his uh, successes at Arkansas. Uh, you know, it's, it really gives you a lot of cachet that you took uh, a converted defensive end and coached him to unanimous first-team All-America uh, and one of the best defensive players in the SEC, which is saying an awful lot. That's, that is really something, you know, to think that, that – uh, Drew Sanders hadn't played inside linebacker since mm-hmm. high school, and he, and he did it with Michael Scherer and converted him. So that, that helps him in recruiting. It helps him in any job search that he would be in. So, I, with, with, you know, I'm sorry. With that said, could Michael Scherer do better than UNLV on his own right now? Yeah. I mean, he might, I mean based on what you just said, his resume, he could be, would, yeah. He could be defensive coordinator at Arkansas if he's – you know, I, I doubt they do that because they can. They're going to be able to hire an established defensive coordinator, but that might be what's yeah. what's holding everything up. Um, I I think everybody would kind of raise eyebrows with with that kind of a move, but I, you know, I, I would consider it. A lot of young coordinators across the country, particularly on the offensive side, but but there's a lot of young guys that are, you know, a lot of them in their early 30s, but there's a lot of guys out there that uh, don't have as much gray around the temple as they used to. They'll get it eventually that are already in coordinator spot. How old is he again? 28? Yeah, about your age. Would you? Uh, well, let's don't compare him to Ty because he's more mature than Ty. Yeah, I would I would probably agree on that. But I, I think we all agree this. I mean, you is, just look at his haircut and you just it's like, yeah, this guy's more mature than yeah, Ty. Yeah, he's got a good-looking haircut. And he's also more in shape, making more money amongst other things. But you, <laughs> you, presented, you presented a good point there, Tommy, just the, the recruiting angle. I think what every, what every head coach. I thought that was me. Yeah, Sheriff was born Clay. in '93. So he'll be he's 29 okay. now. He'll be uh, just turned 29. He'll be 30 next November. 
So my dad had a philosophy when he was trying to get hired as a pharmaceutical rep that he was getting told by all these, like Pfizer and, and Glaxo and all these others. And it's like, oh, you don't have any experience. I'm not going to get any experience unless you hire me. <laughs> and he ended up getting a job with Glaxo that yeah. way. So when it comes to play calling, Cher really doesn't have a ton of that. I know he's relaying stuff to Barry and stuff like that, but like, when do you cross over that step? Do you do that in the SEC as the first time you're calling plays? I mean, that seems to be asking a lot, and I know I'm 28, 29, whatever. That seems to be asking a huge, that's a huge jump going from a position coach to a coordinator in this league, which we all agree well, this is a pivotal year for this football team next year. But Clay, you'd you could provide more insight, but it's not just calling plays. It's it's laying out the practice plans during mm-hmm. the week. It's it's having a, a heavy hand in the type of players you're going to recruit, the coaches you're going to hire, the network you have of of assistant coaches you can bring on board with you. It's it, it's to me, Clay, a lot more than just uh, hey, are we going to blitz on second down or not? The obvious recommendation would be from Barry Odom that he's about to do that with him. It. it at UNLV, in other words, make him a coordinator. Mm-hmm. So he thinks he's ready. Um, now, it's a different pool as far as salaries, there, you know, what he can get. And also, he knows that he can continue to guide him as he does those things, you know, because he's going he's gonna to walk, you know, step by step with him. So I, I think it's probably a little bit of a long shot. But, uh, you know, as you, as you go down the list – and you say, all right, I got this guy, or I can have Michael Shearer. I got this guy, or I got Michael Shearer. You know, it's it's something to consider. And I, and going to UNLV, where there would be less pressure pack, less media pressure, less fan pressure, and you still get that step up. Well, you brought up, which is a good point, Dow's taking a step up. He's going from a tight ends coach to an offensive coordinator. Barry's taking a step up. He's going from a defensive coordinator to a hedge coaching position. How much of a step up is it from going, if he's making the same pay, going from a Power 5 position coach to a, I guess still Power 5, no, it's not Power 5, but a well, FBS let me, defensive coordinator. Let me give you an example you you may or may not remember from 2006, and that was when Gus Malzahn left Arkansas as the quarterback coach to be the OC at Tulsa, and Frank Broyles, yep. the late Frank Broyles, tried to sell us all on how that was a move up, Clay. I remember that vividly, and uh, no one was really buying the fact that that was uh, even a lateral move at that point, so... Uh, for, I think where Michael Scherer's at in his career, though, in his career path, uh, putting that coordinator tag next to his name is probably uh, more important than what level you're at in the conference pecking, pecking order. Well, I'll give you a more recent illustration. Barry Lunny going from Arkansas to Texas, San Antonio, Great which to me, to me is Texas, San Antonio is Plays is playing a better brand of football than than UNLV. Got a better talent pool. Close, you know. San Antonio is a great producer of talent, and mm-hmm. you can go into you know all across South Texas. But he needed he was tight ends coach. He needed to be a coordinator, and now he's coordinator at a Big Ten school. He's primed with another good season to be a head coach, yeah. and that's the upward mobility that. Michael Shearer is probably looking at. So here's why I think this can work out for, for everybody involved. And we know Odom and Petrina are involved and whoever follows. I think it, you're playing in that beautiful new stadium out there, Allegiant Stadium. You're four hours from Los Angeles. Vegas is a destination. If your parents want to come see you play, where can you not get a flight nonstop almost 
to, from anywhere in the country to come play in Vegas. It's a destination city. I think they can. I think they can be a power in the Mountain West very soon, and uh, be back on their winning ways. And those guys yep. will get a chance to move on. And we don't know the magic ingredient nil. We don't know yeah. what they've got there. I, I assume if they win a little bit, that's a bottomless pit. I'd bet on it. Um, you would bet on it. Pretty <laughs> good. My, there, man. Where's the rim shot? Where's it at? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So I. Yeah, and I, there's another thing about, you know, right. working with Bobby Petrino. Michael Scherer is going to get a lesson in, in, you know, in offensive preparation every day in practice, which will serve him well as a head coach. Yeah. And I'd Bobby bet on not, it. Bobby may not share everything, but he's going to learn some things. And it might be, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or that works, that doesn't work. Yeah. And, but, I, you know, if you, again, I enjoy watching Bobby coach. I don't agree with everything he does, but it is a fascinating study in offensive genius. Let's just be honest. Well, we saw it firsthand so, when they played here. Yeah, and I oh, think- I, I saw it. Yeah, in in that was back when practices were open, and I went to a lot of them. There wasn't a whole lot to do, you know, when you're doing, uh, especially in the spring when you're doing monthly yeah. magazines. I could go out there and watch the whole practice, and I did. And Earmuffs. I can remember. Earmuffs. I can remember. It was incredible to yeah. to see the things that went on. I mean, it was uh, sometimes it was a little bit of a circus yeah. because there there you know there were explosions everywhere uh, in verbal explosions, uh, verbal explosions <laughs> towards assistant coaches. Some of those guys still working for him. They got they get over it. They understand that's just Bobby being Bobby. And then there's Willie Robinson who's fallen off the the face of coaching. I mean, never to be seen again. Mm. Uh, he'd had he, enough of that. We got we got a thing about Willie Robinson. He's he's uh, allegedly growing something. Yeah, that's urban legend. Is I it? think. Okay. Yeah, I can tell you this is not urban legend. Clay may remember this. He had a golf bag made out of foot like football leather. Oh, that's the only cool. one I've seen. That I mean, and not just like a piece of it. It was the whole bag. Look like they tell Willie Robinson football. stories. I can I can I can do that for three shows. My favorite was. Going to the uh, Sugar Bowl, and you know Willie had coached in New Orleans, and so I asked him, you know, like, where's a good place to go? And and I meaning a place to eat, right? Wouldn't that be your interpretation? Of what I'm asking yeah, for? Yeah. He goes, I'll tell you where I win every day after practice. You know, which is early in the day. Remember, NFL does not practice late. They they don't have any classes to worry about. They get that over with. And so he gave me a place. He said, this is out close to Lake Pontchartrain. You know, this, not, this was in my neighborhood. But he says, you'll enjoy it. Uh, so I took my wife. Oh, gosh. And we walked in, and all it was was a bar. No food. That's where Willie went after every practice. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say <laughs> he did, he did, he did, I, I complained to him, and he said, I didn't tell you it was a place to eat. You should have asked. You said a place to go. Yeah, well, he said that's where I went. You're the one asking the questions. You should yeah. know. You should know I to did, ask a follow-up. Reporters should ask better question, and there should be follow-up. Your follow-up should be, "What do I order there?" If he just yeah. said a bourbon on the rocks, bourbon and you on said, the well, rocks. No to eat. And, oh, they don't have yeah. anything to eat. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to say <laughs> strip. The, the only thing they had to eat were were peanuts. Uh, so. <laughs> well, if you want something to eat, let me tell you where to go. You guys already know this, but Sassy's has been doing it for over 13 years. Barbecue, catfish, burgers, and more. Eric Bussman live there on Monday night. Sass attack. You can get the sass attack. Was that the the burgers got the pulled pork, the burger patty, kitchen sink, uh, everything on it. So you can try that out. 
You you like the chicken fried steak over there. I'm a big fan of the chicken fried steak. The honey sriracha smoked wings are probably my favorite thing on the menu. But uh, whatever you're looking for, they've got it. Catfish burgers, barbecue, and more. Nobody does it better than Sassy's. Eat, drink, and be sassy. It's the Sass Attack has the pull or the prime brisket, pulled pork, smoked sausage, onions, pickles, cheddar cheese, barbecue mm. sauce on French bread with the sidekick. Mm-hmm. I will be getting that Make very soon. All right, on the subject of Petrino, keeping this going, there's a sigh of relief this morning. When I saw that tweet, I I, I was relieved. Oh no, it's a legitimately. Oh no. College that it's not, an, it's not an SEC. None of y'all want to play him in the SEC. Not a single one of you want really, to go up against after what happened really this hope. year. If he did that at Missouri State, especially Arkansas, Greenfield, Missouri, yeah. and I know he had a lot of guys that he brought on the portal, what do you think he could do with the number one recruiting class, which I know they've lost a lot of guys, but what do you think he could do at an SEC school? I am ha- I am giddy as a clam this morning that he is not, or I don't think Arkansas is going to ever schedule UNLV. I am extremely happy he is not coming to this league because you don't want to play him. I didn't want to play he, Hugh Freeze. He's now here. We got to deal at, with that now. At Texas A&M, he could get another Lamar Jackson or another Ryan Mallett. Yep, no yep. question. It'd be easy. Say, hey, I got a Heisman Trophy winner. I got one of the best quarterbacks in Arkansas history. Brian Brom was great under him. He can't do Maybe he can do that at UNLV, but, but you don't have to play them. Justin asked a good question on our text line. Does Bobby Petrino get him a Malik Hornsby to start out? I don't know. We're, we're trying to connect dots here, but that'd be that'd be interesting, Clay. That'd make it saucy. If if Hornsby learns how to pass, yeah. I mean, I, he just was not accurate, and that's, I mean, the first time he sails one ten yards over, you know, the, the wide receiver that's wide open. I mean, I I think Bobby would would he would have an explosion, and he will do that. He did not show anybody at Arkansas that he was an accurate passer. He he can dazzle. Now, Lamar Jackson was accurate. There wasn't a problem with his passing ability. Uh, he, he might not have been real quick to go through his progressions. He's better at that now, kind of like Jalen Hurts. But that guy had an accurate arm. Uh, and that's just the problem, you know, that Hornsby had. And it was obvious in practice. When I watched the practice, it wasn't wasn't consistent, and that's that's why they were reluctant to play him. And ultimately, you saw it in games. Different thing. We'll keep Mississippi on. State and LSU. You saw it. Yeah, we'll keep you updated on this. I know that Matt, Matt, there's and Matty T and Phil will have updates on this. Derek and Zach will have updates on this as well. That's the big news of the day. Bobby Petrino going out with Barry Odom. To UNLV reported by Chris Lowe. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.